0: churches, and meeting places the first week of each month. Pick up a copy and let it take your spirit where it will. You can visit us on the web at NewSpiritJournal.com. That's NewSpiritJournal.com. Make yourself
1: an adventure today. Hi, this is Dr. Scott of Crown Hill Chiropractic in Seattle, your center for maximized living. Wellness is much more than being free of illness. It's about optimal living in all aspects of life. Our maximized Living team provides a safe, healing environment while helping individuals express their true divine potential through chiropractic care and wellness coaching. For more information on achieving wellness, visit us at crownhillchiropractic.com or give us a call at 206 782 The
2: Empowering Your Life Seminar is coming to Seattle April 28th to the 30th. Are you ready to do the things you wanted to do? Create what you want in life now and in the future? Empowering Your Life techniques give you the power to make personal changes. Quickly and easily. You can change your life, and you can change yourself. It can be painless. It doesn't have to take months or years. It can take weeks or days or no time at all. For more information, call 800-800-MIND. That's 800-800-MIND or visit NLP.com.
3: with author and coach Maxine Heinemann is an hour of looking at the fundamental relationship that we have with wealth. Once a month, we'll take a look at what it takes for you to bridge the divide between the heart and the mind to attract, create, and maintain wealth in all levels of your life. Visit www.thenakedmillionaire.com or email Maxine at maxine at thenakedmillionaire.com to live life and prosper
4: expressed on the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.
3: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Yes, indeedy, indeedy, indeedy. Boy, are we going to pump it up a notch today for you. Thank you all so much for listening to this show. And thank you for supporting us uh, for the uh, two, two. How many years we've we been on, Mr. B? Uh, uh, three. Uh, we've been on.
2: Are we going past three now? <laughs>
3: no, we're not three yet. I think we're two. Are you sure? I well, I don't know. I'll get you confirmation. Know, time is so irrelevant. I know and I'll get confirmation it's, on that. I know. It's it's totally <laughs> like, you know, who cares? The point is, are you doing good things? Are you doing things that are really talking to the issue of living within integrity and thriving in life? I mean it's it's two things. One, yes, we're meant to thrive. And in that context, are we doing that in a way that talks to the betterment of the planet, us as individual, and really honors the divine spirit that is in each and every one of us. And today's show, and you've heard us talk about sacred activism. We had an opening show last week uh, on it, and we're going to be talking to a number of amazing people that have taken their gift, their message, their dedication to creating a planet and a world that each and every one of us can thrive in, in a way that is with the utmost integrity. And today's guest, for those of you that uh, didn't hear the lineup last Last week, I will tell you that we have with us uh, a very special person, Andrew Harvey, and I want to just say a few things about Andrew. Uh, you know, in that to give you a flavor of what his what he is about, but more importantly, you will get to find out from him. He is an Oxford scholar and visionary, and a serious visionary in my terms. And he believes that our survival depends on sacred activism. Now, we're going to talk about what that is. And why this conference that's coming up in May is so important. But I want to also say that, you know, he is an unbelievable author. He has taken his message out into the world with books like the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying and also dialogues with a modern, modern mystic, The Way of Passion, Celebration of Rumi. And we're also talking about how each and every one of us can find the spark that's inside right there it's always been there and it's in there so that each and every one of us can can take action in carving out the path that we want thank you so much andrew harvey for joining the show today hi hi andrew hello dr pat thank you so much for well, thank today. you so sure.
5: much. This vision of sacred activism is, I think, the most important vision that anybody could really have at this moment because I really believe that without it, without combining deep spiritual awareness and passion and knowledge and peace with real action in the world to deal with the terrible problems that the world is facing from a totally down-home the profoundly spiritual perspective we're going to die out so it's extremely important that this vision comes over and i'm so grateful to you for, for your kind help with it
3: well you know the dying out process is let's talk about that for a minute because the dying out process is yes dying out as a civilization but isn't there a component of this where we die out from within
5: well let's talk about the dying out as a civilization first, and then the dress the second. All right. I think unfortunately we have come to a moment where unless we go through a major transformation as a human race we're going to ensure our extinction and the extinction of most of the species on earth some life will continue obviously but unless we go through a major change of being and doing on every level we are headed for a suicidal and destructive disaster that's the dying out externally and it is time that absolutely everyone faces that this is now a possibility. Environmental degradation is going on apace. We have fundamentalism in all of the world religions really galvanizing people towards a vision of armageddon we have the availability of weapons of mass destruction on a scale that have never been here before we have a industrial degradation of the planet we have terrible media pouring violence pornography trash into our minds and we have a kind of pervasive coma of denial about the extent of the problems which only make them worse when you put them all together, you really do see a very difficult and painful crisis. That's the first thing, and I think we have to address it. Very few people are addressing it head on, but I've decided that my major work now as a spiritual teacher is to try and help people to give up the denial that is keeping them impotent, to expose them to the reality so that they can deeply, deeply go forward. Your second issue of dying out into life or into love is, of course, at the heart of the mystical path. We are here to embody the transcendent. I asked the Dalai Lama once what was the meaning of life, and he said to embody the transcendent, to embody the light, to be the light's servants and co-creators in this reality. But to be a real servant of love, to be a real servant of the light, you have to have made a deep attempt to die to your full self and its agendas, to die to the ego, to die to the full self's hunger for power over others, for domination over others, for money and status. And really have found how to dedicate yourself to the benefit and and help of all sentient beings. This is crucial now because unless there is on the earth a significant loving army of warriors of love, of servants of love, we are simply not going to get through. And servants of love and warriors of love are those who have made the commitment to die into love, so love can use them and act through them in this extreme crisis to turn everything around. And what I do believe is that if enough of us turn up, if enough of us accept the challenge, if enough of us really give ourselves over to the divine, because the divine is begging us to do this, if enough of us do this, then there is an extraordinary chance, not only that we will turn the situation around, but that this Turning of ourselves over to love, this dying into love, will actually be a birthing on a massive scale of a new divine humanity capable at last on every level of co-creating with God a new world.
3: You know, thank you so much. I mean, I, I, my, I have so many questions that, I, that come up for me as I take my path and I take this radio show out into the world. And I had to ask myself this question. When was it in my life that I stopped saying yes to that internal, that, that spark inside? And, you know, that's an interesting place to be. And so my question to you is Is this. How can we as individuals really hearing the call How can we then really take that spark and throw the fuel of love on it so that we can then create the change as opposed to waiting for others to do it?
5: If we go on waiting for others to do it, the world will end. We are the ones who chose to be here in this crisis we are the ones who have the information we are the ones who've been given teaching after teaching after teaching we are the ones who can if we want to listen to some of the most amazing teachers that have ever been on humanity who are here on the earth now to guide us we are the ones who need to turn up let's be very clear about that first secondly let's also be very clear about one amazing thing which is that During the last 30 years, there has been what I call a mystical revolution. God has made it sure, has made sure that in this crisis we have available to us the great treasures of all of the mystical traditions. 30 years ago it was quite hard to find some of the major books of the major traditions now they are all available and not only are the books available but the sacred techniques, the sacred technologies of transformation from the shamanic traditions, from all of the major mystical traditions, they are also all available to us now and that means is That, whatever way we want to wake up, we have a way open to us to wake up in. It's as if the mother has cooked the food of revelation and the food of transformation in every conceivable way to give us every conceivable chance, not only to wake up, but to become strong. So, I think that everybody has now the responsibility. To choose the divine consciousness within themselves, to recognize it, to honor it, and to start strengthening it through spiritual practice so that they can become ever more aware of it and so that they can start working in the real world from a very calm, very peaceful, very deep, very passionate inner experience of God which will give them strength in the world. So my advice to people is to try and combine five different kinds of service in the core of their lives. You must wake up to the extent of the crisis. You must stop denying. But you must also really understand that the crisis is here to galvanize humanity into another level of engagement with God and with each other and with nature. So that engaged with God and nature and each other, we can co-create a new world. And if you see that very clearly, then... Your whole being rises in joy and you start to dedicate yourself in five different ways which are all linked in the core of life. The first kind of service is the service to the divine in whatever way you understand it. Pour yourself out to the divine, whether you think of it as father or mother, whether you're a Hindu or a Buddhist or a Christian. What doesn't matter, what matters is that you align yourself at the deepest level with the divine so that the divine can pour itself into you in revelation, in awakening, in courage, in passion, in strength, in illumination. That's the first service, because without that, there can be no other real service. The second kind of service is the service to yourself, not in the narcissistic new age way, which I am so fed up with, and I'm sure you are too, which just treats us as kind of helpless babies in need of protection, but in the way of really taking seriously and responsibly what it is to be an instrument of the divine in the world and looking after your diet, looking after your exercise, making sure that you meditate enough so that you stay calm and aligned with God and really looking after your instruments so that you can be strong in the world. If you're gonna do the work of sacred activism, you need to be strong emotionally, you need to be strong psychically, you need to be strong physically, you need to be strong spiritually, you need to be strong on all of those different levels And it's very important that anybody who wants to do this work now in this crisis really sets about serving themselves as an instrument of the divine. The third kind of service is the service to absolutely everyone and everything that you meet in the core of your life. It's amazing how powerful small acts of mercy and kindness are be kind to the person in Safeway. Be kind to the waiter. Be kind to the taxi driver. Be kind to the people you work with. Be kind. Radiate compassion. Be kind to animals who are suffering so much on this world. Be kind and radiate small acts of mercy which have extraordinary consequences. And slowly you'll discover that a light will go on in your life and you'll see that the world around you is actually divine. That people and animals are divine. And that nature 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 is divine, and that will wake up your own sense of divine connection. The fourth kind of service is really to think locally, think globally, but act locally. Mm. Make a commitment, a real commitment, to do something real about a real problem in the real world that surrounds you. I'm often asked, well, there are so many problems, which one should I choose? And what I always say is, choose the one that breaks your heart. The most follow your heartbreak. We're always being told to follow our bliss, and that's a wonderful, wonderful piece of advice. But the other side of that advice is follow your heartbreak. If you go on thinking about the number of problems that need solving, you'll get lost. Just follow your heartbreak and decide to do something real about the problem that truly concerns you, and you'll find that if everybody woke up to the problem that really concerned them and started to do something real in the terms of their own local community about that problem, amazing, amazing changes would happen. I myself am most deeply concerned about the environment and about the fate of animals because I find it increasingly intolerable to live in a world in which um, animals are treated as if they were inferior creatures in a massive concentration camp dedicated to their torture and extermination. It is horrific.
3: It is horrific.
5: And I do everything I can to do whatever I can. And the fifth kind of service is to... Step up to the plate and realize that we are no longer just Americans or British or French or Canadian or Indian. We are world citizens, members of our whole planetary family, and it is to serve the whole planetary family in very practical ways, and there are three really practical ways we can serve as world citizens. The first is to really start listening to the news and really getting the information about poverty, about disease, about the horrible things that are being done to the environment, about what the corporations are up to. Stop being naive and stop hiding our heads in the sand and start facing it and start getting the information so that we can make clear choices. The second is to really, really, really be very clear about the choices that we make about our finances, about how, where we invest, about what kinds of sustainable activities we do and start relating our ordinary life in all of its facets to the world problem and making sure that whatever we do, whether it's um, recycling or, or voting or investing, it really, really, really pays attention to the larger issues that are now threatening the whole future of humanity. And the third crucial thing, I think, is to take a real political stance, to stop pretending that politics isn't important. It's very important. We can't wait for politics and politicians to be perfect before we start engaging in politics. We have to realize that unless there is political, legal, social, economic change, which comes through politics, we are finished. So we've got to step up to the plate, take a political stance, and I think this means really writing letters to the senators, really challenging the parties that are progressive to become more realistic, more real, by stepping up and asking them and compelling them to do so, and by really, really becoming vocal about what we want to change. Vocal in a kind way, in a peaceful way, but very, very clear and very, very forceful. Forceful. And if we combine these five kinds of service with a deep spiritual practice, a spiritual practice that aligns ourselves constantly with the divine love, with the divine power, with the divine force, then we will become sacred activists and amazing changes will be done through us because the divine is waking, is waiting for us to fuse the inner and the outer heaven and earth, prayer and action in a way that births us into a new level of authenticity and power and seriousness and commitment.
3: Wow, thank you. You know, if that is not a call to action, I'm not sure what is. And this is just the tip of what we are bringing to Seattle. And Andrew Harvey, who is my guest today, will be one of the presenters, keynote speakers, uh, at the Sacred Activist uh, Activism Conference that will be held here in Seattle in May. And you know, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have this conversation about sacred activism, what it means. and And take a little look at the different ways that the call to action shows up in our lives. I mean, you know it. I know it. And my Uncle Al who is 88 years old and going to be listening to this show I know is going to be asking me when are you running for Congress and I will have to say the same thing to him you know I can get it done over the radio this is Dr. Pat this is the Dr. Pat show I'm here with an amazing individual we are just warming up we want to also make sure that you have a chance to ask questions to weigh in on the conversation and you can do that by just picking up that phone four two five three seven three fifty five twenty seven four two five three seven three fifty five twenty seven one triple eight two nine eight fifty five sixty nine that's one triple eight two nine eight fifty five sixty nine and i'm telling you do you love this planet that's what this conversation is about it's about the love stay tuned we'll be right back We all have them. Traits in us that
2: make us special, unique. Characteristics that drive us. Some drive in third. Some are in overdrive. Some are in neutral. And others are in reverse. What makes us tick? Why do we do the things we do? Do we change the way we behave? Can we? How? Yes. Yes, you can. First, we have to embrace who you are and then enhance that in which we see. The inquiring mind is your partner. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. as Stephanie Durham, Professional Life Coach, presents ACES. Authenticity, choice- choices, empowerment, and success. Spanning 25 years of successful business tenure in addition to over 4 years of training with Caroline Mace at the CMED Institute. Stephanie's authenticity and vast knowledge helps you objectively explore wise choices with her finely attuned facilitator skills leading you to personal empowerment and ultimate success. If you want to smooth shift into the right gear, call us toll free 1-866-461-6463.
1: That's 1-866 Hi, this is Dr. Scott Lynch of Crown Hill Chiropractic with your Maximizing Living Tip of the Week. When seated, the average person will breathe in 30% less oxygen, which can lead to mental and physical fatigue. If you're seated for long periods of time, make sure you stand and stretch every hour. Also, take in a minimum of six deep breaths for every half of you are seated. To learn more about maximizing your life, visit us at crownhillchiropractic.com or give us a call at 206-782-8800 are you ready to kick
2: your life up a notch tired of just surviving the award winning Dr. Pat show talk radio to thrive by is your way to living the life you want without regrets without limitations this empowering inspirational show with dynamic host Dr. Pat Basili will leave you shouting yes I can Dr. Pat is a master career and belief coach dynamic seminar leader and creator of cross busting listen to the Dr. Pat show on VoiceAmerica.com on Tuesdays at 7 a.m. and again at 7 p.m. or worldwide on the web at the Dr. Pat show.com you're listening to the dr pat show talk radio to thrive by
3: hi this is dr pat you've heard me talk about it and now it's here the book inspiration to realization volume two real women reveal proven strategies for personal business financial and spiritual fulfillment and guess what dr pat leads the book off With the three secrets to living life full out. Order your copy now by going to www.thedrpatshow.com or call Bobby at 206-550-6316. That's 206-550-6316.
2: McDonald's Northwest Women's Show is a show that's all about you, your body, your spirit, your life. Fashion shows, daily seminars, 500 exhibits, and best of all, shopping. Meet Nanny Stella from Nanny 911. Ash Brennan from One Life to Live and Rule and Chef Kathy Casey March 24th through 26th 10 till 6 daily at Questfield Event Center. The Northwest Women's Show. It's such a girl thing. Show information at nwwomenshow.com
4: For the people by the people. Alternative Talk 1150 AM
3: then welcome back to the dr Pat show thank you all for listening um, y- you know I've said this Andrew and I've said and I'll say it again we have the most unbelievable listeners on the planet um, I truly have this amazing love relationship with them and I'm grateful every day that I get to be part of the vibration that they are in and uh, for those of you just tuning in I'm here with Andrew harvey and uh, b- by the way you know he started really early in life at 21 years old became the youngest person ever to be awarded the Fellow of All Souls College, England's highest academic honor. And from that, he has just taken off, and no one has been able to silence him and his me- and his message into the world. He is also part of the upcoming Sacred Activ- Sacred uh, Activism Conference, going to be right here, right here in the Seattle area in May, May 11th. And that is to invite each and every one of us to come to the table in conversation conversation and let our passion flow it doesn't matter if you're not clear about what your life purpose is this will be an opportunity to tap in and will allow the force of the universe to show you and guide you to what is truly yours to do now andrew you are going to be at the conference and You have a brand new film on sacred activism that will be premiered during the conference. But folks can actually find out more about the film and even purchase this if they go to www.andrewharvey.net. Is that right?
5: Yes. Or also go to my um, agent's website, kitty at kittyfarmer.net. But best of all, go to the um, website of the Hartley Film Foundation that made the film. I am so thrilled that they have made this film because I was giving a series of teachings on sacred activism in Santa Fe in an old church dedicated to the Divine Mother. And they came and they filmed it and they made the most stunning documentary. I am so thrilled and honored. And in it, I can unfold my complete vision both of the crisis itself and of the birth that's trying to take place i believe in the middle of the crisis and of the kinds of practical solutions that we can go forward in and it's all done within an hour i tried very hard to make it very clear very available for everyone it's been having it some um, It's been having its debut all over the country now and I'm bringing it to Seattle and I hope that Seattle will be able to respond. The response has been phenomenal people are really really wanting i think a clear vision of this crisis and they want to know what they can do and i'm i'm hoping that i'm one of the voices who can really inspire people to see clearly that everything is at stake that the birth is possible and that now the way through is through combining deep spiritual practice and knowledge with radical clear focused peaceful action on every level it is time for everyone to wake up and to start doing something from a very calm profound center.
3: I absolutely agree that Seattle will welcome this film and the conference with open arms and I think that and and I want to hear your take on this as we talk about sacred activism and I want to get your perspective on what it means in this world. But I think people are tired of hearing complaining about yes. the world crisis. They they you know I think everybody is like please do not complain about this. This is not about bashing. This is about Touching oneself in the heart and bringing that heartfelt integrity out into the world, isn't it?
5: That's so beautifully said because one of the great enemies, I think, of sacred activism in the way that I mean it and so many people mean it now is condemnation of others, judgment of others, blaming of others. It's much too late to sit shouting at others. We've got to be the changes we seek, we have to root ourselves in the peace and the love and the all-embracing compassion of God, and we have to go out into the world with that, and not in a spirit of condemnation, of judgment, but in a spirit of the feast and of joy and of the celebration of life and celebration of the, of the potential that this crisis is offering up to us. It's, of course the crisis is frightening, and of course the crisis is terrible, and of course the future of humanity is at stake. That's given. But also see, and this is so important and this is, I think, where the mystics are very helpful, see that this crisis isn't just the potential end of everything, it's also the potential beginning of a human race that has truly gone through a transformation of the soul, a transformation of the heart, a transformation of the will and therefore will be able to work with God to co-create a wholly new world in which human beings can live in harmony and justice with each other and in harmony with nature. So instead of complaining about the situation, instead of bemoaning the situation, instead of judging others for creating the situation, look at the situation, see the potential of the birth, look at your own life, at your own resources, see what you can do, and then go forward calmly, radiantly, joyfully, with great peace in your heart, and give everything for the birth.
3: And that's what we're talking about when we talk about sacred activism, isn't it?
5: Absolutely, because one of the things that is very disturbing to me, and I'm sure to you and to many, many people, is the level of divisiveness in our culture. On the one hand, you have a group of very um, seemingly quite ignorant people who are doing quite dark and difficult things. And keeping alive policies that despoil and exploit the environment. And on the other hand, you have a group of people who rage and rail against those people but seem to be doing extraordinarily little to to offer a real visionary alternative. The situation cannot change until... Everybody recognizes that we're all in this situation together, and the people whom we call our enemies or the people whom we don't like or whose policies we don't like are actually part of us, and we've got to extend to those people humanity, decency, forgiveness, compassion, and to work With them not in a spirit of condemnation and judgment but in a spirit of true compassion true forgiveness true love and true visionary joy because the only way this situation will change is if people get out of the divisive thinking that is part of the problem that has caused this situation and start truly living as if love and compassion and joyful energy were the solutions which they are
3: well, and, you know. Am I
5: making sense to you? You
3: are. You are. I'm I'm right on the same page as you. I mean, I'm really clear about it because, you know, for me personally, and I, I get requests all the time. It's really interesting, you know, the feedback that I get about the show and about my Voice America show. And there are some folks that absolutely are clear to me about, uh, you know, the role they want me to play and really clear to me about the role they don't want me to play. And what I say is I will always come from the heart. Yes. I I'm not about, you know, going back and bashing people about, you know, like the one vote we didn't get or the, the thing that, you know, that didn't get punched right. It's too late. What The question is, what action are you willing to take today?
5: Right. It's not just what action... It's what consciousness are you in. Okay, yeah. If you are in a consciousness which has room for hatred, which has room for savage condemnation of others, which has room for divisiveness, you are part of the problem and you are not going to be part of the solution. Well, let's break it down. Somehow we have to find the divine inspiration to go into a consciousness in which we see ourselves as implicated with absolutely every decision that is made, as as responsible for the destruction of the earth as those who are actively destroying it but also responsible for the solutions that can stop that destruction and it's extremely important now that we find all embracing compassion all embracing love i had a series of dreams about two months ago about george bush I am very against the Republican Party's um, position on the environment, on what it's doing to democracy in this country, on the whole issue of the Iraq war. But I think it's absolutely disgraceful when we condemn Bush and, and mock him and destroy him. He is, after all, our brother. He's, after all, a human being with a divine consciousness hidden within him. And there must be another way of... Disagreeing with people without alienating them through shrill judgment and shrill demonization. We have to grow up and become true sacred activists like. Gandhi, like Martin Luther King, like the Dalai Lama, like Nelson Mandela, who even when they confronted people who really, really, they radically disagreed with, always preserved decency, always preserved love, always preserved respect. Because the divine simply will not come through consciousnesses that aren't pledged deeply and profoundly and absolutely and finally to compassion and justice, not just for the people whom we think are right, but also for the people whom we know to be pursuing destructive policies. They are our brothers. They must be invited to the feast. We must approach them with tenderness and deep, deep compassion for what has driven them to do the mistakes they have made because we know why they've done those mistakes because we've also done them ourselves. We've got to get out of this self-righteous mode of thinking and into a Jesus-like, Buddha-like, Gandhi-like way of thinking in which everyone is invited to the feast and in which all our actions flow from a Found sense of unity with all human beings
3: well you know the universal law is not called selectic selective love and forgiveness no 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 it, i mean if it, it's nowhere is it written that we should you know take a look at the population and then decide which people we should love and which people we should forgive and then kind of forget the rest
5: we have to forgive everybody and we have to be compassionate towards everybody and that does not mean that we don't see the destructiveness of what's being done. No, know. But it does mean that we stop hating people and we stop thinking that we're the good ones and they're the bad ones. We start recognizing what parts of ourselves are as implicated in many ways in the darkness, in the destruction, in the lack of response, in the coma as theirs is. And we start reaching out to people from a deep sense of communion with them. This is the only way forward. And I think this is what differentiates sacred activism from activism in general. I have great admiration for activists, and I really have, many of my friends have been working for years as environmentalists, as people fighting for the poor, and many of them are burnt out because they have let their rage, let their indignation, let their, and it's honest rage and honest indignation, but it's burnt them out. There have to be, as sacred beings, as mystics, have to find a way of going forward which doesn't exclude others and doesn't burn out in indignation and rage while using the power of indignation and and transformed rage to go forward this is a very difficult thing but it can be done are we describing a wisdom-based civilization then we're describing a wisdom-based civilization we're describing a civilization in which principles of profound unity with all life are revered in which if you like the traditions. You know, in the Iroquois law of peace, mm. there were three major traditions. I don't know if your listeners know about the Iroquois law, great law of peace, but in fact, the Iroquois were consulted by the founding fathers and very inspirational to the actual drafting of the American Constitution. And they had three basic principles, which are very, very powerful principles. One, justice and righteousness. Two, unity and and three brotherhood, sisterhood. And if we combined those three things, and in the deepest sense, a a vision of justice as embracing all beings, including animals, a vision of transcendent and imminent divine unity between us and life, and a deep commitment to living in such a way that we really honored our brotherhood and sisterhood with each other, then we would have a wisdom-based civilization which would ensure our survival. What we're really saying when we're saying a wisdom-based civilization is a civilization that is geared to the truths of divine life in the cosmos. And those truths are very, very simple but very, very powerful. They are truths of the divine presence in and as all things their truths of compassion for all that lives, their truths of commitment to justice on every level for every kind of being so that true respect and true protection and true cherishing are given and they are truths of staying aligned with divine joy so that out of joy, out of the energy of joy, we can create happiness for each other, for our children, for the animals and live in this glorious world with true love
3: well, you know, let's talk a little bit. Thank you so much, Andrew Harvey. For those of you that are just tuning in, I'm here with Andrew Harvey. We're uh, really, what we're talking about is a passion and, uh, and, you know, you can hear that. And we're talking about something that really does transcend, uh, uh, political agendas that transcends our own personal, uh, agendas and really, uh, really begs us to really tap into the divine love that is within each and every one of us so that we can create a planet that is a safe sacred planet and that, you know, in the context of sacred activism. And uh, we will be uh, really featuring the sacred activism conference right here in Seattle. You're going to hear a lot about it. And it's not a conference where you're going to just show up and a lot of people are just going to talk at you. There are folks that are putting a lot of, of, of wisdom in this so that there gets to be facilitated dialogues with people like Andrew, with people like Marianne Williamson, local people from the area. This is the first time anything has been done like this, and as a matter of fact, Seattle no surprise to me, has been picked for the place to give birth to this amazing event.
5: Well, Seattle has such a grand tradition of activism. Oh. And has been so vocal in its pursuit of really activist policies for the poor, for sick people, for all kinds of different causes, environmental and otherwise. And that's why we've selected Seattle as the place to begin. So I really salute Seattle, and I salute you for opening Seattle's hearts and minds to this. It's so important.
3: Well, thank you. I would like to take a short break. When we come back more with Andrew Harvey, we're going to be talking about in this last segment, we're going to take a look at, you know, spirituality and how that is important in the way that we frame such issues. What it You know, what's involved in it. And one of my favorites, I hope we'll talk about, is this idea of spirituality in the workplace and why that is such a taboo and what each and every one of us can do to really create a world World that each and every one of us is proud to live in and passionate about it i'm dr pat this is the dr pat show and producer benny if you want to chime in question 425-373-5527 373 one one if you're already in the role of sacred activism and want to share what you're doing i'd love to hear from you as well we'll be right back
0: How would you like to be part of a musical event Celebrating the birth of a brand new radio show And an original idea Finding your music is celebrating their beginning Bringing to you their first musical event This event will bring to you the music of Ava, Dennis, Peter Frothingham, Bonnie Rose, and other musicians who grace our airways. Finding Your Music's concert is being hosted by Center for Spiritual Living Eastside in Bothell on March 4th at 7 p.m. Please visit the website findingyourmusic.com or contact Ava at 425-931-8777 for more information on tickets and guest musicians. Seating for this event is very limited, so please purchase tickets in advance for $15. Proceeds support the Center for Spiritual Living Eastside and the airtime we give to our artists. Call Ava at 425-931-8777. Or go to the website findingyourmusic.com.
3: Send a calendar to a soldier in Iraq. Susan McKeith created a drive through Puget Sound Expresso Stands 2006 calendar. All of the proceeds, all of the proceeds, are being donated to Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center. You can also donate a coffee flavored taste of home and send one to a soldier serving in Iraq so they can count down the days until they return home. To do this, call 1 Eight hundred five seven eight. 3674.
5: That's 1-800-578-3674. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned, because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, that's coming up right next.
4: Hi, this is Dennis Sikowski, your REMAX Champions real estate professional with the Tip of the Week. It continues to be a seller's market with record increases in the price of homes throughout western Washington. In just this past year, home values have soared anywhere from 17% to as high as 25%, depending on which county you live in. However, with the current steady increase in mortgage interest rates, all indications are that the equity gains and the seller's advantage are substantially calming down. So if you've thought of selling your home, now is the time to have a professional, like myself, determine the value of your home. Just call me at 888-62-DREAM. Ask for Dennis. That's 888-62-DREAM for a free comparable market analysis on your home. 888-62-DREAM. See you next time with the tip of the week. The search is over. You found the station that's not afraid to be different. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m.
3: everyone and thank you so much for listening to the show today's guest is andrew harvey and i want to tell you he has written for publications such as the new york times book review yoga journal body mind spirit common boundary and quest he has taught at oxford cornell and he is with us today as one of the keynote presenters coming to you on may 11th uh with carolyn mace co-lead a workshop from 10 a.m to 4 p.m on the theme sacred activist as mystic warrior and healer Thank you so much, Andrew, for joining the show today.
5: My great pleasure.
3: Let's talk about the role of spirituality and, you know, what it, what it is and, and, and the role that it plays in really carving out and crafting issues in arenas such as politics, edu- education, health, justice, and, you know, one of my favorite, you know, the workplace.
5: Well, I think it's very simple i think everyone is born with a spark of the divine consciousness within them this is the universal testimony of all of the mystical traditions whether they're shamanic or hindu or buddhist or whatever I think it's time that the whole human race claims this spark of divine consciousness, goes beyond the divisiveness of religion and follows whatever discipline everybody should follow a discipline of spiritual truth and practice which helps this spark to awaken within them. If the spark awakens then what happens is that people's perceptions change and they start to see and know that they are divine beings in a divine world surrounded by other divine beings. And from that perception grows a transformation of the heart and of the mind and actually of the body also because what is born in the self when it goes through this transformation of perception is a wholly new level of love love that takes over the heart love that takes over the mind love that takes over the body as an instrument of action in the world and so when you've allowed this transformation to take place which is the transformation that's offered to every human being what? their class or color or sexuality or religion, when you've allowed this transformation to start taking place in you, then it leads to a decision in the core of your life to put into practice the three great principles of this transformation, which are justice to all beings, respect and honoring of all beings, and compassion to all beings. And if you start to put these three principles into practice in the core of your life, as you grow in the transformation, then everything you do becomes sacred. Everything you do becomes a prayer. Everything you do in the world, whether it's in the workplace or whether it's in the way you vote or whether it's in the way you treat the waiter or the person in Safeway, everything you do becomes a manifestation of the love that lives in you and becomes part of the way in which love is trying to transform the whole world into a mirror of its truth.
3: Wow, and you know, how does? Let me ask you, Andrew. Thank you so much. It totally makes sense to me. Um, And yet, at the same time, I believe that you know, for for many people listening uh, to the show, uh, the the question and the challenge is going to be: How can each and every one of us, as you said earlier in the show, how can each and every one of us start to take action on our own behalf so that we can experience the change and be the change we want to see in the world? And one of the things that I want to just point out is this film, the film that we're talking about, is a film by, you know, a documentary uh, by Andrew Harvey. It's called Sacred Activism. And uh, you can get a copy of that film. And, of course, we're hoping to see that film at the upcoming conference. But you can go to www.hartley, H-A-R-T-L-E-Y, videos. .org check it out and uh we
5: we'll be- org
3: Yes that's the yes the Hartley Film Foundation is the main website and you know just go to An- um, Andrew Harvey's website which is andrewharvey.net um and you are making sense and at the same time I think that we all have to ask the question how ready are we to open our hearts
5: Well that's the huge question, but if we're not ready now, when will we be ready? If we could have lived through the 20th century and its barbarism and its atrocity and its mutilation of love and nature if and still be hard-hearted, my God, what kind of hope will there be for us? If we can look at the recent accounts of the melting of glaciers in Greenland and not open our hearts to what nature is going through and what the human race is going through, then when will we be ready? If we can look at the facts of 3 billion people living on less than $2 a day and keep our hearts closed, when will we be ready? If we don't open our hearts now, allow our hearts to be transformed and pursue kinds of real calm action that can help this problem, then unfortunately the problem will only get worse and the crisis will get so bad that it will be very difficult to react from it in anything but fear. So it's not a question of... um Uh, It's not really a luxury anymore of opening our hearts if we want to. It's now a necessity because the only way we're going to get through this crisis is with action born of transformed hearts
3: yeah and you mentioned a few names before that i think we're all very very familiar with you know people that have taken the power of their message out into the world and their message you know really uh, really covered with love as opposed to hate and those people uh, have made profound change i mean that's well, why i think
5: that's the most extraordinary thing You know, in the 20th century, which is the most violent century humanity has ever been through, we also had extraordinary heroes of love. Rosa Parks is obviously one of those. The Dalai Lama... Nelson Mandela, uh-huh. Gandhi, Martin Luther King, the people of Solidarność in Poland, the people like Desmond Tutu in South Africa who wanted to bring in the, the um, councils of reconciliation, apartheid. We have many, many, many examples, and there are hundreds of anonymous, millions perhaps, of anonymous, humble people working with this consciousness in the world. It's time that everybody sees that love can work. Love in action can can work it can transform very difficult situations if you are strong enough to live it truly and how you live it is this first i think you make the decision to unite with divine love in the core of your life and you do that through prayer through meditation and you do that every single day you do it through real spiritual practice and slowly you deepen your experience of that divine love, and then you start putting it into action in your normal daily life with the people you meet, with the people you come across, in all the different aspects of your life, with animals, you respect plants, you respect stones, you love the world, and then out of that comes real radical clear action. But you have to start with the deepest parts of yourself. And you also start trying to heal the dark parts of yourself, the shadow parts of yourself. You admit how much you are part of the problem as well as the solution of the problem and you start working calmly and sensitively on all those fears and denials in you that keep you inactive and you go forward confident that the divine will help you protect you inspire you and if you do that amazing things will be done through you you don't have to do things on a vast scale you can do them exactly where you are with the resources you have but it's the consciousness with which you do them that really determines their effectiveness a simple act done in divine consciousness has the most extraordinary and radical and amazing consequences. So starting with simple acts and building up to larger acts is the way that we all go forward.
3: Well, thank you so much for joining our show today, Andrew Harvey. Thank you so much for being part of this conference. And uh, we well, look...
5: thank you so much for putting your heart and mind out there and for helping people to get to this. This is so important. It's actually the whole... Of our survival as the human race depends upon it.
3: Well, what I love about the conference is this is not a conference, you know, for people that are highly visible in the media. The way that this conference is being formed is that each and every person, it doesn't matter what walk of life you're from. Oh no. No, you can come and you can participate. It's not closed. Benny,
5: it's you open have- to everybody of- any religion, anything, everybody who is concerned for the fate of the earth, and I suspect that's everybody if they really, really look at themselves.
3: I think we've got a listener that would love to chime in right here. We do. We have Courtney online. She has a wonderful question. Hi, Courtney. Go ahead. Hi. I've been listening, and I have to tell you that I think that your words are very, very powerful, and opening up everybody's hearts as well as taking action is so
5: profound. Thank you. I, and I wanted to ask you a question, and please don't take this personally. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> How much money
3: is it that you make And taking radical action when it comes to a homeless person? And I heard you mention that there are billions of people who live on $2 a day. Yes. Um, what action are you taking in regards to your monetary value as an individual and changing that perception? in your life
5: well i don't actually have very much money myself (laughs) i don't have a house i don't have a car i try to live very simply and i try to live very simply not out of any denial or anything but because i think simplicity is the clue so that's the kind of action that i do i also have a deep, deep connection to India because I was born in India, and I'm working out all kinds of programs now that can help the kinds of the Indian poor that I really want to help, especially crippled children in India. So I'm trying to put into practice in the core of my life what I'm talking about. Wow. I think that that's amazing because Uh, seriously i really do well no it's not amazing i mean what a hypocrite i would be if i was talking about all of these things and not doing it it's not i think there are a lot of people who are doing this like myself because a lot of people are discovering that the simpler you live the happier you are and the more it frees up whatever resources you have to do things for others one of the things that's so important for everybody to realize is that you don't have to be rich to be helpful if you could give, say, $100 a month to two families in India or in Africa, or where it, 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 that would help two families really establish themselves and work to feed themselves and their children, that's incre- incredible. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. We can do extraordinary things with relatively little money if we decide to. And the clue to doing that is to free up your resources through living simply.
3: Wow, thank you. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. I hope we've answered your question. Sounds like we got a winner there. All right. Thank you, Andrew Harvey. Thank you so much for joining the show My today. My great
5: pleasure, and God bless you. And I hope all of our listeners will be coming to that conference and really making their passion felt and, and helping us, the teachers, teach better and more honestly because we need you. So please come and help us, and we'll give whatever we can to you. Let's do this together.
3: If that, if not these listeners, then Who?
5: Exactly. All
3: right then. God Thank bless you. you. Thank you. God bless you as well. Wow, Benny. I'm telling you it's really all about the love isn't it Absolutely. I mean, this is what we've been saying mm-hmm. there's an energy that really transcends a lot of what we see in the world and i agree with andrew i mean I, there was something on the news the other day that sickened me i i got physically sick and it was some story about um uh, drugs that were being brought into the country in the stomach of dogs and and you know i gotta say that uh... I, I don't know. I, I, I want to say that we're all humans. We're all connected. But I cannot imagine that kind of cruelty in the world. Nor can I imagine a civilization of elders getting to the point where they cannot take care of themselves. And no one is willing to step up and do it. That's what this is. It's a call to find your heart and do something about it. Not. It doesn't matter how little or how big. It's all about the love. I'm Dr. Pat. This is the Dr. Pat Show. We'll see you tomorrow with Pepper Lewis. and. Make yourselves a wonderfully loving
2: day. Thank you for joining us today for the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live Monday through Friday at eleven AM on KKNW AM eleven fifty. And every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on VoiceAmerica.com. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com.
4: Views expressed on the preceding program are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW Seattle.
0: I'm Golston Dart. Here's a quick look at your news today from Cairo 7 Eyewitness News. A daring rescue from
4: a dangerous fire.